The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Hell yes, we're playing the Steelers on Sunday. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 291. Before I get into the show, I got to just make a comment here. Lane Kiffin, yes, the infamous coach of the Oakland Raiders that was fired by, by Al Davis for cause, was denied his $2 million by an arbitration panel. That's right. Al Davis pops another one out of the park, notches another notch in his legal belt. When this morning I called Lane and told him that uh, he no longer is the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, and uh, dismissing him with cause. Just couldn't go on much longer with the, uh, what I would call, propaganda, the lying that had been going on for weeks and months and a year and time. Mr. Davis, Nancy Gay from the San Francisco Chronicle. Do you feel like you have enough of a case documented that if Kiffin and his representatives were to take this to Roger Goodell for a grievance that you would prevail? I wouldn't do it unless I was going to prevail, Nancy. Man, you don't want to screw with the man because Al Davis will put you down, especially in court. That's what I'm talking about. So Al Davis prevails. It's unbelievable, man. I wish we won as many games as Al has won in court. Pretty damn cool. Okay. Okay, Reda Nation, on this show we will have no respect. We're going to talk about no respect for the mainstream media. We're going to hit on that because I just got to. We're going to do the pregame for the Pittsburgh Squealers with Ben Raplisberger at the helm. We're going to hit on that and the bone line. Short show because we're doing two a week now. You know what I'm saying. So here we go. around here of course you don't get any respect Raider Nation do you expect to get respect I mean come on seven years of one losing situation after another the records keep falling as far as the negatives go for the Oakland Raiders and in seven years every mainstream media reporter has gone overboard when it comes to the Oakland Raiders the worst team in NFL history and stupid ass quotes like that I mean, give me a freaking break. They have pummeled, beaten, bruised us all through the media for the last seven seasons. I am sick and freaking tired of it. But just like you, I knew someday, some way, the Raiders would get back on top and make a run. Now, I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl. Of course, we could. But I am saying this. The team is better 
It's challenging and it's putting people in contact with reality. And I'm talking about all those BSPN assholes, the Cor- Tony Cornholers, you know, the Tarikos of the world. I mean, come on, man. They have been so poisonous, viperous against our Oakland Raiders. It is disgusting. I've written letter upon letter to these idiots telling them that they're going to have to eat their freaking words. And listen, Raider Nation, honestly, we really give a shit if they give us any love. I mean, it's nice to see the Raiders on the news. I mean, we're seeing them more on the local news now than we have in years. There's a lot of positive spin on our team and the local media here, you know, unlike in the last years, last couple of years. But the mainstream seems to be stuck in this time warp of the Raiders are a bad team with a bad coach and a bad quarterback, et cetera, et cetera, and a worst owner <laughs> for crying out loud. Just know this, Raider Nation. These assholes are going to have to eat their words. And I encourage every Raider fan within the earshot of my voice to send them a short snippet and email every time they say something good about the Oakland Raiders. And the thing I want you to tell them is they can choke on all of the worst team in the NFL comments that they made in the past. We don't give a rat's ass what they think, what they say, and we really won't forever because they have damaged, tarnished, and actually thrown away any respect I could possibly have for most of these idiots. There are a few, but for the most part, mainstream sports media has had a hard-on for giving the Raiders a hard-on in the ass, and they're going to have to take it in the ass when we start to win Know that, love that, because I'll tell you, for me and this Raider fan, I love to be hated. Okay, Raider Nation, it is time for the pregame for the Pittsburgh Squealers. We're from Pittown with that great football team. Cheer the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tomlin's our hero. We're still number one. Go out and get the Steelers. I love this matchup. I've loved it forever, and so have you. There's a long history of hate going down between the Oakland Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers, from the Immaculate Deception all the way to Lynn Swan's crybaby. Oh, he hit me in the head. Oh, they're criminals. When George Atkinson set that young man straight and said, you're soft, get over it. The blow was illegal, delivered with what I would, would seem to be some type of malice. Come on, he is a crybaby. His life was never in danger. The guy's soft. I mean, that could have been a salt and battery. Probably should have been a salt and battery. Lynn Swan, soft. And of course, that later went to court as a result of Chuck Noll calling the Raiders the criminal element in the NFL. Come on, criminal element? That's a joke. These were the Oakland Raiders of old. These were the hardcore, hard-hitting, <laughs> ever so hated by everyone else, team in the NFL. You just have to love this team. You have to love the great rivalry that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Oakland Raiders. Anyone who wasn't around then, all you got to do is look at some film, man. You see the hate is big time. And when you're talking about two teams, two rivals, this is one of the all-time greats. 
doesn't really matter what either record is because when these two teams come together, there is a magical hatred that comes in through the, through the team. These two teams have a great history of hard-hitting, in-your-face, run-it-down-your-throat football. This is what's going to make this game very special to this Raider fan. There's a lot that really rides on this game. For the Steelers, well, i got to tell you this. At this point last year, they popped off six losses in a row to, to land at uh, the bottom of their division. We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go into shell. We're going to go in attack mode because uh, that's what's required. The Raiders come in at 3-8, and eight, but they did beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's Janikowski's kickoff. We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. On the Pittsburgh 17, there's a fake toss, a roll left by Gradkowski, a throw for the end zone, and it is caught by Chaz Schillens. Touchdown, Raiders! What a play by Gradkowski! We're going to unleash hell here in December. Raiders go into an eye with a double tight formation. There's the fake. Gradkowski can run for it, but he's going to throw it deep. He's got a man out there and is caught by Lewis Murphy. 20, 15, 10, 5. He is pushed out on the one year. No, he's in. Touchdown. They give him a touchdown. You want to do it, Tom? Touchdown, <laughs> Raiders. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Watkins out right, singled up with Burnett. Gradkowski, they blitz Burnett. Here's Gradkowski now, going to throw for the end zone, and it's touchdown! Raiders! Lewis Murphy in the back corner of the end zone with nine seconds to go! The Raiders have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers here at Heinz Field. And that is exactly what happened to them. So they're very afraid at this turning point and juncture in the season that they're going to go down again in a ball of flames if they lose this game. That's one thing. And, of course, the Raiders are on our way up. Three straight wins. We're, we're on our way looking to our possible playoff berth. Head number one in the AFC West. We have something to prove. We got a chip on our shoulder. And the Steelers are just in the fucking way. We got to take them down and take them down hard. And that's what I'm saying. This is a huge game for both teams. Momentum can change big time right here in this game. And I'll tell you, the 6-3 and three Steelers versus the 5-4 and four Raiders makes for great press because, believe it or not, there's a rumbling about the Oakland Raiders in this game, and it's not all about we're going to lose. It's all about the Steelers need this game, and so do the Oakland Raiders to continue on to a possible playoff contention. Can you believe it? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? They're talking about us and playoffs in the same freaking sentence, and I, as a fan, am over-fucking-joyed. Let's look at this game, and let's just see what it is. Now, for, in order for us to win this game, Raider Nation, we're going to need the defense to step up huge. Last week, the Steelers played the Patriots, and the Patriots beat their ass blitzing. Their offensive line is absolutely terrible. The Steelers currently have a second or third string player at right tackle, 
left tackle, and left guard. They're all backups. This bodes not so well for Ben Rapeless Burglar. <laughs> I call him Rapeless because he didn't get the job done. As a rapist, that is. And he paid the price here in the NFL. He should have paid the price in court. Long story short, the offensive line of the Steelers is very questionable, and our blitz should be on fire. Because the Patriots blitzed 23 times in this last game and kept them to nothing, and they didn't even start to move the ball to the fourth quarter, where the Patriots might have blitzed maybe twice, three times. They started to move the ball then because there was no pressure on the quarterback. Heinz Ward, of course, got a concussion. Ugh. Good for us and bad for them. They say he's going to play on Sunday, and I don't doubt that he'll play, but I know that he's not in tip-top shape. There's no possible way because he was stunned. He was hitting that Patriots game. I mean, like he was walking around like a rubber band man, just like if you had about five or six cocktail beverages and tried to walk a straight line. It wasn't working. <laughs> you got to love it. <laughs> It is insane how these teams match up. Our defense should be able to blanket them big time. They have another guy named Wallace who's a great deep field threat. Huff's going to have to stand his ass right away, and Tyvon Branch is going to help out as well. I think Namdi will have him, or depends on Heinz Ward. The best receiver they have is Ward. Those are the only two guys they have. They do have a, a tight end that's pretty doggone good. His name's Miller, too. But he can play. So, you know, the whole key to this thing is put pressure on Ben and sack his ass. Keep pressure on Ben and sack him. Get him frustrated early and often and get in his face, bat down some balls, and put him on the ground. This is going to make a big, big deal. Now, they like to run the ball as well. They're going to try to run the ball on our team because, well, for some reason, people keep saying we're terrible on run defense. Well, we haven't been so terrible in the last three games. I do believe our defense is suspect to the run still because if they don't concentrate on the run, the Steelers could hurt us, really. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm feeling real good about this contest. Steeler fans are feeling real good about their team because they're looking at the Oakland Raiders with Jason Campbell at the helm. Prepare uh, for the Oakland Raiders coming in here. Of course, we played them a year ago um, here at Heinz Field. We'll get another opportunity at them this week. You're talking about a team that's as hot as any team in football. They're a five and four football team. Uh, they're stacked with talent, of course, as the Raiders always are. Uh, they're big and fast outfit, 13, 14 former first rounders on their team. Uh, specifically, let's talk about him and look at him a little bit. Offensively, uh, the signal caller right now is Jason Campbell. Um, he's produced three straight wins for him. He's making great decisions, of course. Uh, we're familiar with him. He's got a great long ball, um, makes good decisions, uh, good above the neck, veteran quarterback. He's distributing balls to a variety of people. Um, of course, Lewis Murphy, who made some critical plays up here against us a year ago, um, is, is a leader of that receiver group, Haywood Bay. A uh, young rookie and forward from Clemson uh, had a big game there the other week. Uh, their tight end, Miller, uh, from Arizona State, um, is as good a complete tight end as you're going to find in football. This guy's capable of doing it all, similar to our Miller. Um, he's good on the line of scrimmage, good at blocking. Uh, they move him. He's a vertical threat. He can create space on short routes. Uh, he's a good football player. I know he missed their last game. I'm sure that they'll anticipate getting him back coming off of a bye week. 
Listen. <laughs> Listen here. Campbell has seen these guys before in a red uniform, that is, when he played for the Washington Redskins or the Deadskins. And he also had a terrible offensive line, much worse than the one he's playing at right now. Our own line seems to be doing a pretty damn good job. Way better than any O-line he's played for in his career. With the tandem of McFadden and Bush, now I know they're going to stop the run. They're a great run-stopping team. Their defensive line is very stout on the run. They're not letting anybody go anywhere. But that's what every team has said. The San Diego Chargers said they would stop the run. Didn't happen. The Chiefs said they would stop the run. Big time. Didn't happen. We will run the ball on the doggone Steelers, whether they like it or not. We cannot go away from the run because we use that play action very effectively. That is where we can beat the Steelers, underneath. We can throw underneath balls to Murphy and Jacoby Ford. You hear that name? Jacoby Ford. They're going to be watching for him as they should. Darius Hayward Bay probably won't play, along with Namdi Asamoah, I told you that high ankle sprain is going to take a lot more than a week to heal. I don't think he's coming back. Uh, I think DHB would be questionable for the day. I think that's going to put Ford on the line. I see Nick Miller in the slot along with Johnny Lee Higgins doing a great job underneath. That's where we have to attack them. Now, Troy Palomalo is a very good, probably the best linebacker in the NFL. But that doesn't mean anything, really. He's going to try to intercept a lot of balls. Campbell's going to have to be smart. He's going to have to be very, very versatile in his passes. He's got to be careful. But don't forget, man, we get Zach Miller back. And we also have Brandon Myers. So we've got a lot here. Now now we got Marcel Reese. There's a question right there I don't think they even think of yet. They know that we have him. I know they've talked about him. But, you know, we didn't use him that much in our last game. They're running backs. Uh, they got a stable of running backs, of course, led by McFadden who's having as good a year as anyone. Um, he's running some Wildcat football, of course. He is the original Wildcat, going back to his days uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, in college football. Um, he's accompanied by Bush, a Louisville man that's a power runner, big man. Uh, they got a fullback, Reese, who's multi-faceted. Uh, he's capable of catching screens uh, and going the distance. He's, he runs some routes out of the backfield, slants and slanting goes and so forth. Really got a unique skill set for a fullback, and they utilize his skills very well. Um, offensively, they pound you with the run. Uh, they throw the ball vertically. Uh, they got a myriad of tricks, uh, reverses and flea flickers and so forth. Um, similar to what they've been here in the recent past. Um, they're having a great deal of success with it, of course. Uh, their record indicates that, especially a recent record, uh, winning the last three games. We have a lot of weapons on offense that fit this team to a T. Now, they got rid of their kicker, Jeff Reed, and they replaced him with a Sean Sherman or Swimmer or something like that. Um, we've let Jeff Reed go um, here today. Um, Jeff has had, of course, a distinguished career here. Um, he's had a lot of individual success and contributed to our success as a team. Uh, but at this juncture, we thought uh, it was appropriate for us to make a change um, on our football team at that position. Uh, we worked out Sean Sweesham, uh, Bowling Green man, um, NFL experienced guy. He's kicked the last several years in D.C. Uh, finished last year, of course, with the Cowboys. 
Um, he worked out today over at the stadium, had a productive workout, um, had a solid level of comfort with what he's capable of. Um, his background is attractive to us. Um, of course, he's kicked at Bowling Green. He's from, from Canada originally. Uh, he's no stranger to the elements, the things uh, are, that are critical components of kicking for us. Um, so we'll move forward with that change. Um, those changes never come easy. Um, it's a unique situation at times when you're making those kind of changes. Uh, obviously, uh, we deemed it necessary at this juncture in terms of moving forward. He's been on the bench. He's played around. He's not a very good kicker. I don't know why they got rid of this guy, Jeff Reed, because he's done very well for them. He might have fallen off from production, but still, man, they're bringing in pretty much a rookie to play that position. I think our special teams play this game will be a key to victory as well. Very, very low-key thing. Nobody's talking about it, but I'm going to tell you, man, our special teams can just destroy the doggone Steelers if we can get in, especially and ruffle up this kicker. Make him nervous. Make him kick shitty kicks. Here's Mike Cypress. A block! The Raiders blocked the punt, and it's out the back of the end zone for a safety. They had a chance for a touchdown. I mean, that's our job on special teams big time. Force them to kick the ball out of bounds on the initial kickoff to have the ball on our 40-yard line. That's what I want to see. This kicker is going to be like a deer in the headlights. The Oakland Raiders have to take advantage of that position and put the heat on this guy and come with it. It's going to make a big, big difference in this game. Special teams has to come and play hard. And I mean hard. They block it again, and this one will be a touchdown. Campbell has got to be accurate in this game. If he is not accurate, if he can't make it happen, we're going to have some interceptions because this is his problem. You know, we, we can't have the over and under throat ball. He's got to be his very, very best in this game. I think he will be. I think he's driven to be good in this game because I think he's sick and tired of seeing the Steelers win. I think he's sick and tired of seeing the Steelers with confidence when he plays. Campbell has something to prove in this game more than any other game so far this season. And that is that he is the man and the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a new sheriff in town and his name is Jason Campbell. And just don't forget this. If Campbell ain't making it happen, and it looks like it's a possibility, don't expect that the mad Gradkowski can't come flying in either because he is healthy, he's ready to play, and what a tempo change that would be. It would absolutely take everything away from Dick LeBeau that he's trained for or studied for this whole week on the Oakland Raiders. Now, that would be a big-time change. I mean, if Campbell didn't even go in to begin with and they set Gradkowski in there, I'll tell you, the Steelers' defense would be just crazed because they don't know what to do because they'd be planning for the pocket quarterback that is Campbell, and then they'd get the mosquito. They'd get the guy who's jumping around like crazy and slapping that ball out quick, Gradkowski. I know either way we can win this game. This is a game of momentum. We have had a week off. We have a lot of healing. I mean, there's good and bad to that. There's good and bad to having a week off, but it really doesn't give, it doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean anything. These players have to want this game. These players have to want the next level of play. 
And with Richard Seymour, the sack master is going to be up on in there. They are worried about him big time. They're worried about Seymour because he plays all over the line. Defensively, um, boy, they've really been impressive here of late. Um, you start up front when you're talking about 4-3 defenses and you start with Richard Seymour. Uh, this guy is having an all-pro caliber year. They move him around. They put him on a variety of people. He can play inside. He can play outside. Uh, he's a big power player who happens to be extremely athletic. Do it look like I can be blocked? <laughs> I didn't think so. And he's going to find a couple of these weak linemen. He's going to blow right through them. And Big Ben's going to be running for his ass. Now, here's what the uh, the Steelers podcast, I will say, uh, let's see, what's it called here? Let me see. The Steelers Lounge. That's who these guys are. They're good guys. I mean, they're very smart, very articulate, good, good show. It's a new show, but they've got some things to say, and we're going to let them say it. Everybody, Steelers Lounge Podcast number 18. Flip Stout, this one's for you, buddy. JJ, it's just me and you today. How you doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Better than Gretz, it sounds like. Yeah, Gretz is under the weather, which uh, I take to mean as he was out late last night with his high school buddies drinking wine coolers yeah, and probably. Those kids. Yeah. But, okay. Those crazy kids. So, six and three. I think we, we've uh, put the 24 hour rule behind us. The Pats game is in the rear view. But,. I think based on what happened last year, because the Steelers were six and two, they've been six and two every year. Mike Tomlin's been there, but last year they lost five straight, and basically the season was over. I mean, probably this week, last week, week ten, because they lost to the Chiefs. Now, how do you feel? Do you feel similarly about the Raiders game in terms of what this means for the Steelers' future? Yeah, I, I, you don't want to put too much on the game, but it does. It sure does feel like that this is the game that will determine the Steelers' season in a lot of ways. You know, just from the standpoint that a win here and, hey, everything can still be you know, what what the Steelers hope for. You know, 7-3, and three, schedule looking ahead that, that looks pretty favorable, a couple of tough games, but, you know, playoff spots should be well in reach and, and all that. But lose this week, and, I mean, this is one of the games that the Steelers should win. But the last game, the, the, the Patriots blitzed 22 times more than they had uh, all season against an opponent. Do you think this is what we're going to see going forward from teams? I know the uh, the Raiders like to. They see. I think historically they've been pretty blitz happy. I can't imagine they would change things up given the state of the Steelers' offensive line, as well as the kind of lack of chemistry now between Ben Roethlisberger and his receivers. At least when Heinz Ward's out. And that is the concern. Is is yes, teams you know would be wise to send the house against the Steelers, and why? You know. Uh, I know that some people probably listening get tired of hearing about this, but the Steelers don't have receivers that scare you if you do that. If you put a safety on top of Mike Wallace so that he can't beat you deep on you know quickly, they don't have anyone with the, the speed and wiggle to consistently take a seven-yard slant and, and turn it into something. And so that's that is I, I yes I expect we'll see the Steelers will see that a lot over the rest of the season. On the other side of the ball, what do you what do you think? I mean, the Raiders are known for running the ball down your throat and throwing bombs and then mixing in a little trickeration, as the young kids like to say. So what do you expect – how do you expect the Steelers' defense to respond given what happened last week? Um, I think this is a perfect matchup for them that way because 
this is not, I mean, this is the team that the LeBeau defense, when you say, hey, we'll give you up the underneath stuff and we'll challenge you to put together a 10-play drive where you're efficient and make plays play after play, I don't think that this is a, an offense that can do that. The Raiders are more of a run-the-ball and occasionally take shots deep kind of team. Right. Well, Steelers don't really give up much deep. Their defense is designed to prevent that, and the Steelers like when teams run the ball. I mean, at this point, basically, the Steelers are almost begging teams to run the ball against them. <laughs> so, yes, you want to see you know Michael Bush and Darren McFadden getting a lot of handoffs because that's what the Steelers are really good at stopping. So I think that this, this the Raiders' offense matches up well for a Steelers defense looking to to you know kind of get back on the uh, you know some some mojo after last week. Well, this is the kind of the kind of offense you want to face. What do you think? I think that's right, and it's one thing for an opposition an opposing offense to look at the previous uh, week's beatdown by the Patriots and say this is what we're going to do because Tom Brady did it. It's something else entirely to tell Jason Campbell to be Tom Brady. Because he is, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, especially Jason Campbell throwing to like Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, he's that's not right. going to catch the ball ninety percent of the time if you throw it to him like <laughs> Wes Walker will. That's right. So I think I think you're right in that. This is the sort of matchup that I mean, you don't want to take anything for granted, but this is the sort of matchup that the Steelers like and should help them get back to their winning ways. But it's funny how one game. Just changes the whole outlook of a season for for a fan base. Anything else that we need to touch on? There isn't a whole lot that I have, just because, you know, it's the Raiders. The Raiders are, I mean, they're playing well this year. But is there anything uh, specifically that you want to touch on that we haven't touched on yet? Um, Prediction-wise, I, I do think that, you know, this is the game the Steelers get healthy. I think the Steelers are still one of the better teams in the NFL. Last week was bad, but, hey, there, again, there are very few teams who can do that what the Patriots did and, and do it successfully. So I'm going to say Steelers 24, Patriots, uh, Raiders 17. Another close game. You know what's funny? Every time that a team like say, Seven points, though, but seven points by NFL standards. I mean, there's not a whole lot of games on the on – the, if you're looking at the lines, you know, seven points is a lot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, every time that the Patriots or the Colts – or a team like that gets blown out. Fans always say, and even the opponents of the upcoming opponents always say, you know, we don't want to face this team because they're going to be pissed off and they're going to play well. I never feel that way about the Steelers. Like I don't expect the Steelers to come in to Heinz Field on Sunday and win by thirty points solely because they got it handed to them last week against the Patriots. That said, I'm going to wish it to be true. Uh, so hopefully we can get our first blowout, and hopefully Big Ben can have a big game in a winning effort. He had a good effort in the fourth quarter against the Patriots. So. And I'll be honest, I don't believe any of this at all. I, I, I'm so kind of ups, not upset, but I'm so concerned about this offense, especially starting with the offensive line, that I don't know what to think. So I'm just kind of hoping against hope that something happens. So I'm going to say, I'll say 28 to 13. Um, and maybe even, maybe William Gay and Troy will get a pick. <laughs> this is basically me making my Christmas list early. So that's what I'm going with. And I, believe that absolutely none of that will happen. In fact, I, I'm more with you. I think it'll be a close game and maybe maybe even a low-scoring game. Now, Mike Tomlin has a lot of respect for the Oakland Raiders. You can see it in his eyes, but you can also see a little bit of confidence he's bringing along with it. The guy has a lot to say about the positives, but he knows his team can win, and he's kind of throwing that in there too. He doesn't want to disrespect the Oakland Raiders because, man, if he does, 
Game on. Two touchdowns we were supposed to lose by, and we won. This is a little bit less. We have a seven and a half point negative on us. The Steelers are supposed to win this game. Again, no respect. No respect is needed. The Oakland Raiders just need to get in there and get to business. Like I said, special teams has got to come in big. That's the difference maker in this game. I just can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what happens. Raider Nation, we are on the rise. Be ready for this game. The Raiders are going to be ready for this game. We got to win it. We got to win this game. And when you see us win this game, you're going to see the mainstream media just go all about backwards, backwards, backwards. Oh, the Raiders are good. Oh, the Raiders are great. Where'd they come from? Blah, 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 blah. That's some bullshit. Because all those assholes are fucking viperous, poisonous pricks. That's all I got to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it is time for the bone line. Bad to the bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. Tell us what you got to say. There are a lot of Raider fans in Steeler country out there. I know you're getting on the bone line. So let's check it out. I love it. Let's keep them calls down to a couple minutes. And don't forget to hit on our site www.raidernationpodcast.com Get your ass in there. Get yourself on the forum. Relate to the nation on the forum. It's pretty damn cool. The way games are great. We go on the the, uh, chat line. Chat room. And it's a great thing. I love this doggone thing. I love the nation. You're in the house? I love it. Check it out. Randy does a great job. Thank you. You'll be able to see all our videos. Randy got two videos up. He got the San Diego game up. And he also got the 49er game up, and uh, we're just working on those videos uh, like crazy. Randy's working hard getting it done. So let's see, who is the first on the bone line today? We have Rada Ho from Indio. What's up, partner? Hey, guys, it's Rada Ho from Indio. Just been giving it some thought as I was watching, you know, ESPN, NFL Network, and listening to the radio kind of popped into my mind how uh, we have the Raider Nation calling and, and stating that uh, we're not getting any love on the TV or the radio, etc. Well, you know what, guys? Let's just keep it that way. Show us no love. Come back and we'll whoop up on everybody. And then uh, they can show us love, uh, you know, when we get into the playoffs and, and uh, succeed from there. So it's all right. We know who's, who's doing well and who's not. And they sure are ripping the hell out of the Cowboys right now, so... Better them than us, so uh, stay loud, stay proud, and uh, go Raiders. A very sound take from Raider Ho. That's what I'm talking about, man. They ain't talking anything dysfunctional about the Raiders now, are they? No, but they are talking a whole lot of dysfunction in the big blue star. (laughs) I love it. Great take, brother. Next, my good brother from Nashville, Tennessee. Raider, CEO, pride, and pride is the word because this man is a proud Raider fan. This is Raider, CEO, pride. You know, the autumn wind truly is a pirate. Raider Greg, I heard you sent out the call saying you needed all Raider fans that could make it in the stadium to try to fill it up. I couldn't make it. 
So I did the next best thing. I called my little sister. She just started college in San Francisco. Say, get a couple of your friends there at school and head down and help fill up the stadium. So glad she got to see a classic Raider victory. You know, I have a friend, Raider Emmett, here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, he has a lot of Kansas City fans there at his job. And so Monday I headed over there to a couple of black and silver cigars, and we smoked them and celebrated right in front of those tweets. So I just want to let you know, the Raiders, we are ready. We're for real. Uh, it's going to be winter out here. we got a running game that can't be stopped. Everybody else trying to pass the ball, we're going to dominate. We're going to run McFadden straight up the middle, right around the corner. Nothing they can do, man. So I'm ready to see these playoffs. Ready to see your pride out. Check that, Raider Nation. He got a relative to come on in here uh, and and watch the game at the Coliseum. Man, this is what I mean, man. This is what I mean. You got to have everybody get in the house. We got to raise the roof here, even though there is no roof. <laughs> we got to raise it anyway. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Raider Dan in hostile territory, KC, man. And he's just telling you what it's like to be loud and proud. Check it out. This is Raider Dan from Kansas City, loving this shit. As I watched the game, tears started rolling down my eyes. I said, now I'm not saying that we're back, but, hey, I never left. Living in Kansas City with all these fucking Chiefs fans, I love going to work. As soon as I walked through the door, these motherfuckers was all on my ass. I ain't even said anything. I'm not bragging, but they pissed. As I left work today... I said the same thing. Why are you so fucking mad? What do we do besides kick your fucking ass like we usually do? We're going to sweep you. Greg, Ray, Greg, hey, I love you coming down here to Kansas City. January 2nd, I'm going to be there. Me and my wife, all raided up. I've been there every Raider game. Everyone that I showed up, we have won. I remember one time, we beat the shit out of them. We took the flag. Hung it over Lynn Dawson's fucking name and started screaming out, Raiders! Raiders! I'm out. Fuck the Chiefs. What a great day. Probably a great week you had after that victory, brother. I'm telling you, it is beautiful. <laughs> yes, sir. Next, we have my good friend, Raider Steve from Vegas. He came out for a game and he brought two of his good buddies from Japan. And we'll just check it out. Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steven Vegas. Oh, man, what a game. That was awesome. Uh, you can see my voice still has in return, man. But, uh, man, we had a blast uh, going out to the tailgate, going out to Ricky's the night before, meeting everybody again. You know, Colorado Chris, Randy, uh, Keith, Big Dave. Man, it was awesome. Uh, and what a game, man. The Raiders are just really on fire. There's a lot of confidence in this team, man. I can really feel it, man. I, I hope, uh, you know, if we beat the Steelers, the sky's the limit. I know that's asking for a lot, but I wish we had a, a bit of an easier schedule, man. But uh, you know what? If you want to you wanna play with the big boys, you've got to beat the big boys. So I think the team understands that, and I think they're heading in the right direction, so we'll see what happens. As for my dad, you know, I'm glad that everybody was really concerned. But... Uh, yeah, he uh, he's convinced that the Raiders are winning because he's not watching. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's he's a real passionate fan. He takes the losses as hard as any of us, and, uh, you know, <laughs> he hates to see him lose more than anything, man. So I think he's just going to keep the distance and keep listening to the radio 
and uh, wait for my phone calls with updates, you know. But uh, he's still along for the ride. He's just not. Uh, <laughs> he's just not watching it on TV, man. Um, my two friends in Japan, man, they had a blast. Um, they're definitely Raider fans for life. One of them's been watching NFL Network all week. He's he's pretty obsessed. So I think uh, I think we've definitely got at least one of them <laughs> to be a hardcore football fan. Um, but that was an awesome game, awesome tailgate, man. That truly is the best barbecue in the country. Um, you know, I've been to some restaurants. They're a lot more expensive and not half as good than uh, what I had on Sunday, and that's the truth. So uh, anyway, man, thanks for everything. That was a blast. I couldn't ask to see a better game. Everybody I met, um, Juan Jorge, everybody, man, everybody is is awesome, and I can't wait to come out again and see you guys. And um, fuck, man, let's keep this uh, ride rolling, man. Let's roll off like eight wins in a row. That would be freaking awesome. Anyway. I'm out. Thanks a lot, guys. Right on, Raider Steve. And, hey, man, I feel your dad big time with the uh, (laughs) – I'm not going to watch because if I watch, they'll lose. I mean, he's got to be a passionate fan to give that up. You know what, man? It's been dry. It's been bone dry a long time. And I'm glad you got to see a victory. I'm glad your buddies had a good time. It was a great tailgate, man. It was off the hook. And we beat their ass which is the very best. Thanks for coming, man. Next, my good brother, Houston Raider Steve. He's pretty funny. Check it. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. Man, that was an awesome win. I tell you what, the way Jacoby Ford was making those catches, he's all pro every day with those kind of catches and behind the back and the kickoff return and the defense with Seymour and Kelly and all those guys picking it up, getting some sacks. Man, I tell you what, I'm going to go to Steel City Pizza in two weeks, just like I did last year when they went up there with Murphy made that catch. I was the only Raider fan that whole fucking pizza place. These guys are from Pittsburgh. It's wall-to-wall Steeler fans, over 100 people, and I'm the only Raiders fan. you got to love it, man, representing over there. When he made that catch, man, I was so fucking happy. Of course, I had to be careful. I didn't want to tr- get my ass kicked in the, in the restaurant being the only Raider fan among about 200 people. This is our year, man. I saw the pictures up there on uh, Ricky's website and everything. Man, Kenny the Snake was out there, Henry Lawrence. I know Crusader Raider was out there with Big Dave and Randy and everybody. Had a great time, man. I sure wish I was there to meet the Snake and Henry. But anyway, this is our year, man. We've been waiting eight long years like everybody else. And I just want to say thank you very much to Raider Mike for putting those videos up there as well, besides what Randy and Greg do. This is our year. We're not only going to win the division, we're going to go to the playoffs, obviously, and we're going to host a playoff game. We've been waiting eight years. All those people that were giving us shit, all those Raider haters have been quiet. Even my uh, assistant manager up at the store walks up to me, and he's a Mr. Cowboy fan from Wyoming, and he's saying, man, I picked your team to win the division this year. Those people are giving me shit up at work. Charger fan and everybody else are just shaking their head. They got quiet, man. They know they're in a fucking dogfight. And all those asshole Texans fans giving me shit. They're quiet now. A couple of them want to jump on the Raiders bandwagon. I don't know. It's up to us. Do you think we ought to let them in? I just wanted to add it. I'm going to go out and get a cake made, a special cake. I'm going to say, bury the Steelers. I'm going to have uh, Dr. Death on one side, the assassin on the other, some tombstones, and I'm going to celebrate it. I'll take a picture of it. And uh, this is for all the great Raider Nation podcasters and everything, and you guys are the best. And go Raiders! We're back, baby! We're kicking some ass, taking names! Warren Sapp and that idiot Colin Cowher and all the, uh, Tom Jackson, Mr. Mr. Bronco, 
you can't stand the fact that we're kicking ass in the division. Well, that's for you, Tom. You can stuff that in your turkey. Soul Raiders! Wait, Steve's going to go to the Steel Curtain pizza place. <laughs> You're a gutsy dude, man. Raider Steve, he's got some history on him. He's been a Raider fan a long doggone time, and he knows a lot about the Oakland Raiders' history. He's a very, very smart guy. Thanks a lot for the call, brother. Next, we have my good brother from Central Illinois, Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. I just got a couple things I want to talk about. 95% of the Raider fans this weekend will be rooting for the Broncos. I'm not one of them. Fuck the Broncos. I hope they get a fucking beat down by the Chiefs. I have no love for them son of a bitches. It's all about the Raiders. It ain't about the Broncos doing us a favor. It's about the Raiders going out and imposing their will on every team they face the last eight weeks of the eight weeks of this season. As far as the media showing us love, to hell with that. We'll get our respect when we deserve it. We're starting to show everybody what we're all about. I said back in week four we could beat any team. I believe that, and they're starting to show it. In two weeks, we go out to Pittsburgh. We're going to go in there and take one just like we did last year. So all them Steeler fans with their terrible towels, you better have them in hand because you're going to need them to wipe your tears when that game is over. Raiders all day, every day. Go Raiders! I love that phrase, impose our will on the other team. That is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And, hey, the Broncos lost. Oh, well, that makes us first in the division. We have to earn that, too. Cable knows it. The team knows it. Uh, and they're going to play like it, too. Because, like I said, and like you said, the terrible towel won't even be be <laughs> to wipe their tears. They can wipe their ass with it next we have a raider fan in hostile territory this week raider chris scranton pa pennsylvania padna raider greg raider nation what's going on raider chris scranton pa a try scranton pennsylvania uh getting ready for the game i know it's only monday that i'm calling in but you know what i'm stoked I'm kind of antsy. We didn't get to see our boys play this previous weekend. Uh, I, I just can't wait. I'm going to uh, Pennsylvania Raiders' house to watch the game with him and his wife. Going to tear the roof off of the house. When we win, I'm going out and getting drunk and going to every bar around here in Pennsylvania, Scranton, that is, and just rubbing it in their face. Hats, jerseys, I got pants, socks, everything. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rub it in the Schittsburg squealer's face. Oh, I'm so pumped. We get all our injuries back. We'll get Nandi to shut down whatever receiver he puts on. Have Campbell continue doing what he's doing, our run game doing what they're doing, and just our defense just destroying the shit out of that fucking rapist burger. I'm so antsy. Let's go, nation. There you go. There you go. Represent, man. I sure as hell hope we win. For guys like you, Pennsylvania Raider, everybody out there, man, sport your colors. It's been nice to wear your stuff. Because people are talking. And people definitely be crying in their towels that day for show. And we have another rant of wisdom from the only 
the incomparable Lord Raider. Lord Raider, I wanted to give the team a pep talk in preparation for the Pittsburgh Baristas. You are not traveling to a working class factory town of tough guys who forge steel. No, there is no steel. You are going to the home of football playing transvestites with lovely hair and pantyhose. Pittsburgh, the home of hairdressers, flower arrangers, and baristas. Do not accept dates from the opposing players, especially the QB who might want to get in your pants. When you see the terrible towels, just remember to laugh as you realize that the Steelers were snapping each other in the butt with those towels in the locker room. Enough about the Pittsburgh trannies. I think it is good to start Jason Campbell, but I think Jason should put the ball down and try to open his eyes all the way. You will need to open your eyes all the way open. Wake up, son. It is hard for me to watch a QB in slow motion. You are a brother, my man. Where's the slack? The Polish trick should be ready to go with the Blitzkrieg. My servant Seymour will see more heads, especially the head of the rapist. This is the head I am asking for. Seabass should eat one less ding-dong this week. DHB should take a courage shield like that lion or get off of my field. Throw the ball to my servants Ford, Reese, and Miller. They are not afraid to catch the ball and have hands. Stop passing on third and two when you have the best running backs in the league. Run it down the throats. Feed them some bush. It will be the only bush Polamalu has ever seen. Do not be afraid of psychopath Harrison. He is under close scrutiny from the mental ward. Slide him a dog bone. Speaking of psychopaths, I want you to wipe that crazy smirk off of the face of Heinz Ward. I want his head too. That is enough for now. Remember, you are radars. The referees will be paid handsomely to cheat you. Expect it. Stay sharp and remember the force of the entire Raider Nation Empire who has your back. Lord Raider out. You got to admit, that's some funny stuff, man. Good job, brother. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Wiping the smirk off of the face of Heinz Ward. Classic. Priceless. Good call, bro. Next, we have the Western New York Raider. Hello, Raider Craig, Raider Randy. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Western New York Raider calling in. A couple of things here real quick. Uh, we should be very glad that the Raiders are doing fantastic. I mean, they've played some of the best 
three games since 2002. Uh, everything seems to be clicking, the offensive line, and I did say it in uh, show 282 about how good they can be if they stay healthy, how how much they can really move people off the ball, and it's been, a, I think, one of the best units uh, by far. Um, but we do need to really take a look at the bigger picture and uh, say, okay, what do we need now to make a push for the playoffs? Yes, we could talk about playoffs. Why not? Uh, do we really... Can we really make it to the playoffs and through the playoffs with Jason Campbell? He is a big question mark, and we really have to look at his play. He's been okay. He has been great, and he certainly hasn't been a Tom Brady. And we almost need him to step it up a notch because teams will be trying to stop the run. We'll go against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tom Brady was effective in opening up passing lanes, and that helped them win the game against Pittsburgh. But a lot of teams are going to try to stop the run. We need to have Jason Campbell play to a higher level in order to get to the playoffs. We need to answer once and for all, who's our go-to guy in the secondary? I don't mind system players. I think we have a great wide receiver core with guys stepping up every other week. That's fine. That's system play. But we do need a guy we can rely on in clutch moments. Jacoby Ford really made a great play. Maybe he's our guy. Can Lewis Murphy get healthy? Chad Schillens, I don't know what the hell his issue is, but we need a go-to receiver in clutch times. But Timmy Brown, where's Timmy Brown? And finally, I think that we have to improve on our pass rush. Richard Seymour, Tommy Kelly, yeah, they had great games. They really did a great job, but we really have to put a little bit more pressure on it because our secondary is banged up. We don't know what Namdi's all about. We're not sure what's going to happen with him, but we need to put a fierce pass rush back in our game. And whether or not we come with ends, we come with a blitzing, where well, we got to upgrade that pass rush. That's all I got. We're going to beat the shit out of the Steelers. I'm pretty sure they're all banged up, and we're going to go first place. Go Raider Nation. Out. Those are all good points, brother. I think Campbell has to make it. I don't think he has a choice. I don't think we have a choice. Campbell has to take it to the next level or we're not going to be successful. That's it. Or, even better yet, they'll just put Gradkowski in, who does throw a crisper pass. This is just me talking now, and he gets the ball out in good timing. That's what I think's missing in Campbell's game. He better step it up, because that's what he needs to do, is get that ball out. Our pass rush, insanely good. I mean, if you really look at the body of work our front four have done in the last three games, it's pretty amazing. I'm really happy with them. It could always be better, but I think we got a great pass rush as it is. Hey, our team isn't perfect. Wide receiver-wise, uh, I think we've had the go-to guy. We haven't had Timmy Brown, but we've had Jacoby Ford. Where'd he come from? He was go-to that day. Uh, Campbell went to him early and often. Murphy, go-to guy. Uh, our team is better than we even think ourselves. I, I really have a lot of confidence in this group. I hope we can beat the Squealers. And, uh, well, we're going to see because this is a real team with real championship possibilities. We're going against them. We are a real team. We have championship possibilities. That's what makes it a great contest. Thanks for the call. Next, we have a Raider fan. Uh, he's my good friend. I've said it many times, and it is true. A Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. Man, guy calls because he is a Raider fan. He is. Raider Nation. So is his family. Check it out. 
Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm always calling you guys' podcast, but, man, I got no life. You know, I get home from work, and all I do is surf the fucking web and see what's going on about the Raiders, you know? But, uh... Anyways, man, I'm calling in, and uh, I just want to know. That, I just want you to know that I, um, me and my family, we've decided that we're that we are going to take our caravan to San Diego, and we are going to fucking support the nation. I hope a lot of you guys can fucking make it out there because we fucking need to be loud out there. Fucking Lauren and all them assholes on the show say, oh, we don't hardly see fucking raiders out here anymore. Well, you know what? Let's prove that motherfucker wrong. Let's get out there. I'm also going to try to be going out to the Miami game, see if the funds could, uh, uh, you know, allow me to do it. But I'm for sure we're, we are going to San Diego. The Olguins are going to San Diego. And I just wanted you to know that we will be out there. We're going to be supporting this. There's going to be about at least 18, 19 of us, man. We're going to caravan in, in my dad's RV. We're going to fucking camp out there and fucking just have a blast. Oh, and I just also want to say... um. Uh, this fucking last game, uh, on, um, 7 the day, um, uh, the day of infamy when we, um, fucking beat Kansas City, that, um, that marked the day for me and my son, because we were apart for 22 years, and the last time prior to that game, um, he was about four years old, and I had t- taken him to a Raider game when they were in L.A., and, uh, they were playing the Minnesota Vikings, and um, he remembers I was surprised, but he remembered I took him because, you know, he could sit on my lap, you know, so I didn't have to pay for his ticket. But anyways, he remembers that fucking game, and he says he remembers the, the Lionel Washington uh, interception on the first fucking drive. And I was surprised at that, too, but he remembered that. But when um, we went to the game that uh, on that Sunday, it was, it was a special it was a special moment for us because we were apart for 22 years, and then... We get to fucking go and watch our beloved Raiders and win the way they won. It was so fucking special, Raider Greg. You know, because my family bleeds silver and black from the old AFL, baby, to today. You know, we got two, three gener- we have three generations of fucking Raider fans in the old Geens. And that's just the way we roll, man. But I just want to say, uh, I just wanted to put it out there. And uh, we'll all be out there for the Charger game. And um, I just got a feeling we're going to come out victorious in Pittsburgh. So, you know, it's on, man. I'm telling you, I feel it. This is a special year for us. Tom Cable, fucking, he's fucking putting it together, Raider Greg. You watch. And um, the advantage is that we got two fucking good quarterbacks. If Campbell fucks up, we could put the fucking, like C-Money says, uh, the Polish prick. We'll put the Polish prick out there and fucking straighten things out. But anyways, man, I probably already passed up my time. All right, Raider Greg, I uh, hope to see you out there uh, at the Dolphins game, man. I'll talk to you guys out. Stay tuned, dear Raider Nation. Hey, man, don't apologize for calling this show. Come on. <laughs> this is family up in here, and you know that too. And as a matter of fact, Olgeen, that's my wife's maiden name, just to throw that at you. So there you go. We'll be looking for you when we play the Dolphins. That's right. We got to squish the fish. That's coming up pretty soon, too. Man, we got some football to play. Thanks for the call, brother. Last but not least, Raider Queef from Oxnard, California. Check it out, man. He's got a good attitude about this season. Fuck yes. 
This is Raider Queef calling out of Oxnard, California. What a sweet, sweet victory that was. I knew it was going to be a tough battle. I know we just came off of two 500-yards-plus games and set all kinds of fucking records for the Raiders. But KC had to lay down like that. Kobe Ford coming out of the second half with that 94-yard touchdown run. Motherfucker, I swore the way he broke away from those guys, I thought he was on uh, ESPN when they fast-forwarded that shit at the end. The way he just took off, it was like, whoop! Fucker was gone. And you got to remember, too, he gets the props, man. He, he pretty much won this game for us. I know that we were fighting everybody. The offense, defense, everybody was in. Nobody gave up. That's what I loved about this game, because if we were to lose it, I knew that these boys were trying. They were putting it right out there on the field, and they were trying. But Ford, man, he made those key plays, made those key plays that put us in an overtime. And then the defense held KC three and out. I believe it was three and out, and then we got the ball back, threw it to Ford, made that other catch, man. But we got to remember, too, next week, KC's playing San Diego. So, and we can't rule San Diego out. We've got to keep an eye on those motherfuckers because Rivers has no receivers, but he makes those receivers his receivers. He had no Gates. He had, what, no Malcolm Floyd. They just throw somebody in there, and he threw for four touchdowns last uh, Sunday against the Texans. So, even though they started out crappy, and I think that I have thinking that they were pretty much kind of out of the race, they're only four and five. So... If they beat KC next week, then they could creep their way up. So we cannot forget about them. we got to go down to San Diego, beat them down one more time this year. It's time. I'm sure uh, the Raiders have been game planning for Pittsburgh. And I hope we can go there and take care of business like we did last year, which I think we can. We've had rest. I'm sure mentally everyone should be prepared and challenged for this game and ready. The Steelers got spanked by those Patriots, so hopefully they won't be too mad and try to take it out on us. we got to take this one to the house. It's nice to hear a bunch of new callers. I'm glad everyone who probably listens to the podcast is uh, getting the chance to to tell, them how, tell us how they feel about our team and how awesome we are. And I know if we just keep it up, just one game at a time, we can actually go all the way. It's Raider Queef calling out of Oxnard, California. Oh, yeah, good luck finding a job, Wade. Peace out. Yeah, good luck, Wade. (laughs) Wade Phillips. You might get a job as a defensive coordinator for Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, Raider Nation, that is it for this show. The pregame for the Steelers. Let's hope the Raiders can do what they have to do, take care of business. We can all be walking loud and proud and just let the media just suck on it. I love it, man. It's nothing like being hated. That's it, man. I love it. (laughs) Uh, This is Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.